Welcome to Japan according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 everyone, welcome to episode 119. It is a little bit crazy episode. I got a lot of stuff going on, but it was a really good one.、Um, I, what did I do? I gave a quick update about、um, some mysterious happenings going on with the corona situation here in Japan. A few questions I have about you know, the validity of some of the information that's, that's popping up around here.、Um, then we get into,、uh, oh, I give a Japanese study tip. Um, that will help you out, even if you're not into studying Japanese.、Uh, some video content that I find interesting culturally and language wise, entertainment wise as well. And then we get into our main topic, which is dating. This is going to be for guys. You know, it gets a little bit, it hits hard a little bit. So if you're a woman and you don't, you don't really want to hear me. You know, not talk shit, but just, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm always talking shit, but you, you know what I mean.、Um, My apologies if, if some of the language is a, is a little bit strong, but I just tried to keep it real. Tried to share some advice that might help young guys,、uh, especially guys in their early to mid 20s, I would say, coming to Japan for the first time.、Uh, if, if you are you know, a woman and you have some specific questions, please feel free to ask me questions, and I'll have no problems like, including some advice for women in future episodes. But hey, this one's for the fellas, so enjoy. Yo, surprise, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm still here.、Uh, welcome to episode 117 of Japan According to Akil. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always.、Um, I guess I should say this is actually an unexpected episode. You can notice I'm in different settings than you would normally see me in.、Um, got my back to the wall, drinking on an oldie but goodie, drinking on a Heineken. Mmm. Mm-hmm. They had them things on sale in Costco, and I was like, gotta get it. <laughs> Got to get it. I haven't, drunk an, I haven't drunk a Heineken in years. So I was like, yeah, it's been years since I drank a Heineken. So I was like, let me get them, cop the case, you know.、Uh, so we're here. So what we have for you today, well, what's going on is.、Um, <laughs> you know, this has been a, a, a little over a week. I try and get things out, you know, on a weekly basis, but man, I didn't think it was going to happen this week at all.、It's, I'm recording on a Thursday. I'm probably going to upload it tonight, but I really did not think I was, it was going to happen this week at all because I was fucking tired, man. I was fucking tired. Like,、um, basically, what, what's been going on is.、Um, So, you know, keep my son occupied and things like that. I've, you know, been doing family stuff, a whole bunch of shit, and I, I bought him a fucking scooter, like a little, like, three wheel scooter,、um, so that he can, like, ride around and get, you know, not just running around, but, you know, he's his little, like, baby bicycle, like, push pedal bike,、um, not pedal bike, little, like, Kick bike, whatever, strider kind of thing. He's kind of outgrowing that and he's not really riding as well as I thought he would. So, so I was like, all right, you know, maybe I'll get him like a pedal bike or a scooter. You know, I saw the way last time I took him to the park one time, I saw the way he was looking at them scooters. He was like, oh man, 
look at that shit. <laughs> so I got him a scooter, um, little three wheel one, uh, like two wheels in the front one in the back. So it's more stable. So he could pick it up pretty, pretty easily. He's still three years old. So, um, you know, he picked it up and he fucking loves the thing. So what that means, what I didn't anticipate though, is that my ass would have to be running next to him the whole goddamn time all over the fucking place every morning and, and like hmm, his skills it's been less than a week since he's had it but his skills have gotten like exponentially better so like between day one and day three he basically learned how to ride the thing and now he can kind of break on it so he can do almost everything he needs to do but I got to fucking run, you know, um, next to him. I got these old man knees and my knees are fucking, I'm stretching and shit in the morning. My, my knees is fucking with me and, you know, <laughs> I'm fucking exhausted. Like, you know, so I literally like the past couple of days, I've just been sore, exhausted, just like, fuck. I'm like this time next month, I'm going to have to buy, I realize I'm going to have to buy a fucking scooter myself, you know, because in a month he's going to be whipping around all over the goddamn place. And I'm just... I'm not running to keep up with this ass. I'm like, I'm running for fucking 30 minutes, you know? And, um, yeah. So, um, and my knees don't hit like how they used to. So I'm seriously going to have to like buy a fucking scooter. Like I'm buying a fucking scooter like next month or something. So, um, but, but yeah, so that's pretty much what it was. I was just like really fatigued and I was just like, like I had a few other things I was doing, um, and every night, it, you know, I think I told you guys before, like, I'm not really going to like force myself to record. So the past few nights it was just like, you know, I felt me forcing myself to record. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it, you know, but, um, today, uh, a few of my lessons finished early. I finished work early. Um, and you know, I was in a good mood and feel, I'm feeling good cause I've been resting for a few days and I was like looking at the time and my son was actually out of the house. So I was like, huh, let me actually just, you know, put together some shit and record. Um, but of course my dog is going crazy, but, um, you know, those kind of plans got all a bit all jumbled up, but you know, basically I'm just recording like up in this room, um, uh, as my dog is fucking going crazy. Uh, <laughs> It's just a crazy day, but but good crazy, um, you know. And I'm drinking a fucking beer to celebrate. So mm. it's the end of the month. Yeah, it's the end of April, which actually brings me to um, our first topic. Which because um, even though Japan has, oh Lord, this dog, what is this dog doing? What the? Hold on. Okay. Uh, hold on, let me let me stop this and, and go see what's bothering my dog. Wait, is he stopped? Okay. Okay, I think he's good. Okay, cool. Wait, no, he's not. Okay, let me go downstairs and check. Hold on, hold on, you guys. Yeah, so my dog was tripping, so I had to bring his ass upstairs. Um, he's like right next to me, like, why the fuck am I up here? I'm like, because you were barking all over the goddamn place. Okay, but anyway, um, hmm. So it's the end of the month, which brings me to actually our first article. Now, don't worry, Rod, I'm going to get to, you know, I'm in, I'm in the mood for talking about shit, but I got to get a little bit of Corona information out of the way first, um, and then go get to the good shit. <laughs> actually, which is funny because earlier I was planning on recording, uh, in the place I normally record in the living room, but <laughs> with my wife was working. And so, uh, I was like a little bit nervous about 
recording in front of her because I was like, Should I, can I, am I going to have to censor what the fuck I say? But, but you know, I'm up here now, so I can, I can say what the fuck I want. I can do what the fuck I want. But anyway, all right. Um, before that, let's get um a little, a few things out of the way. Again, this time I still don't have any um whatchamacallit, uh, product reviews, you know, I just don't really have time for that, I just, but you know, I just wanted to, uh, I mean, I have time for it, but I just literally, okay, here comes my dog, what's up, dog, yes, dog, <laughs> sniffing the mic, you want to say something, you want to say hi to the people, say what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, okay, 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 yes, dog, all right, so my dog is just next to me, he just wants to chill, all right, and he's fucking up the podcast too. <laughs> okay, so anyway, what I have uh, for you guys is an article that I stumbled across um, today, because the situation in Japan is really starting to, um, the of course, Corona situation in Japan is really starting to make me wonder what the fuck is actually going on behind the scenes. Um, it's a BBC article, really well done article. Um, Japan, coronavirus, Japan's low testing rate raises questions, and it has it has been raising questions with me as well. Um, and you know, the article just kind of summarizes. It gives some some anecdotal evidence, uh, some, one anecdotal story um, about, and I've heard several, a few other anecdotal stories about. You know, it might be a bit upsetting, and it might be a bit. Um, eyebrow raising about you know what uh, why Japan isn't doing widespread testing for the coronavirus why the testing rates and in, in the also the infection rates are so low um, and I, I just don't have an answer for it yet but I don't believe that you know the level of the number of infections reported infections are accurate at all you know at this point in time and so um i don't really know what's gonna come of that uh it, 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 you know i'm i'm kind of tend more to look now I'm, I'm starting to shy away from the infection rate and look more at the number of deaths which they don't really broadcast as much they don't really you don't see any charts about like how many people died of corona um on japanese news which which is i find kind of interesting and i was thinking about it today and i was talking with my mother-in-law about it and um last night just um randomly and it made me think like huh it could i'm not gonna get all conspiratorial about the japanese government or anything like that but you know it could possibly be um you know i think the olympics are still in play here so um you know like I've seen the first few one or two questions like, well, if the shit's not happening in 2021, the Olympics are going to be canceled. And, um, mm. me personally, I don't think the Olympics going to fucking happen. You know, personally, I don't think they're going to happen at all just because like a year is a really short time away. And, um, and like, the situation there are just too many unknowns and for the rest of the world to be to the point where people are comfortable like in, let's say we're we're going into may in like six seven months you're gonna have to start planning your trip right six or seven months i don't really feel like people will be even if the situation in their home country is reasonably under control i can't imagine people will be to the point where they're like we're going to tokyo you know, um, or has people will be more hesitant to travel internationally and things like that at best. So, so I just don't really see it happening 
but the government might have to put a good face on it. You know, if, if they just do widespread testing and then like, you know, a huge big ass number comes up, it's like, whoa, shit, you know? So, um, I think trying to manage the, the, um, the numbers and the situation might be something that's going on here, but I don't know. I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm tr definitely trying to give the government the benefit of the doubt, but the numbers that I'm seeing, it does raise kind of questions for me. The testing numbers, the numbers of infections, you know, it's just like, really, really, you know, kind of, kind of thing that, that makes me think. So I don't know, but I'm, you know, I'm still, um, in the house. Um, the, I do expect as of this point, uh, the, uh, state of emergency in Japan expires on the sixth, which is like a week away. Um, the prime minister is saying he's going to think about it. He's going to meet with his experts and, of course he's going to extend it. Like there's no fucking way they're going to open up back up Tokyo um next week. This is not going to happen. But uh you know again get some insight from Japanese people like you would think you know <laughs> if I was watching TV with my wife, you know, and the prime minister was like he was like I'm not going to wait until the last minute to to uh, you know extend the state of emergency. She was like, what the fuck you already, it's already last minute. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, but, but if you think about it here, like, you know, the prime minister wants to, you know, meet with the experts, get their opinion, show that again, the process is important in, in traditional Japan, right? This situation is not really flying too well, but you know, show, Hey, I've consulted the experts. They've said it. They advised me to do this instead of making swift and immediate action, because you know, if something goes wrong or whatever, it's not his fault. It's kind of the consensus I'm getting from a few Japanese people. So, um, yeah, it's just an interesting situation, you know, in, in, in other countries, you know, swift and, and deliberate action is kind of more um, how things go down, but not so much in Japan. Again, it's a very traditional Japanese government, very traditional Japanese way of doing things. And it just that's the way it is. Right. OK, that's enough Corona talk. That's enough Corona talk. I want to give some Japanese uh, tips for you guys. Um, I, I have a link if you check the description wherever you're watching or, or peeping this out. Um, it's getting kind of dark shit. I should turn on the light, but, uh, we still have enough. If it, if, oh, fuck it. Let me turn on. Sorry, dog. Hold on. Watch out. Let me turn on the light, dog. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, shit. I'm going to spill my beer. <laughs> that didn't work out this plan. Hold on. Let me try this again. Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. 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 There we go. I almost fucked myself up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so, um, yeah, it just gives some Japanese study advice, which I was giving to a friend a few, like, I think two days ago, uh, about hmm, a TV show, which I watched quite a bit, um, when I was studying Japanese, I still watch it every now and then it's still just fucking entertaining. I don't need it for study purposes, but it's a kid's show. If you're not familiar with it called Chibi Maloko-chan. And the first season, like I watched it on regular Japanese TV without subtitles, but, um, but it's on YouTube with English subtitles. Um, it gives, you know, uh, it's good for Japanese study, culture study as well. Um, it's funny too. It's about a little elementary school girl. You know, she has a wild imagination. I love her grandfather. He's a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you can really pick up some cultural 
and um, things about everyday life here in Japan. Of course, it's a little bit dramatic, you know, but I think it's more like you can get a feeling for the everyday life here in Japan, everyday family life here in Japan. Um, so the first season of it is on YouTube with English subtitles. I'm sure there's other episodes on there as well. Again, I recommend it. Check it out. Um, even if, if you're studying Japanese or whatever, but you know, if you're just going to be interested in Japan, this is, uh, I think a show that will definitely give you a feeling of what Japan is really like, not like the shit you see on YouTube or like the crazy Harajuku style stuff. This is more like the everyday pace of real life here, you know, um, and, and there's another show called Sasaya-san, which I don't like as much, which is more of like a conservative show, but Chibi Maluko-chan is more, I think, like a modernized show, um, even though the, the family is very traditional, very conservative, but, and they live in a residential area, but, you know, the mindset of the family and the mindset of the people, I think, isn't, uh, as conservative as Sasaya-san, so I prefer that, it's more entertaining for me to watch, um, then, then, then says I son. So, so definitely check that out. What is my dog? Okay. He's just hanging out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So check that out now, now Rod is going down. We're going to see what time we're, on. we're 15 minutes in. Okay. All right. Now we get into the good shit. Good shit. All right. So Rod, you sent me, uh, and you know, I'm going to talk to you and you know, uh, any, I, I know I'm going to, I'm just going to phrase this as any, young people who are in Japan, um, you know, for living in Japan, let's say people in their twenties or things, single people, mainly, this is mainly going to be for guys. Um, but there is, uh, Rod sent me a post about, um, gaijin hunters and how do you avoid gaijin hunters in Japan? Right now, hmm. Actually, reading this article, and I asked one of my students um, who's, uh, you know, like about a 40-year-old Japanese uh, woman, and she gets hit on by uh, foreign guys a lot, actually, too, um, and we've had several conversations about dating and stuff like that in Japan, um, international relationships and stuff. We're, you know, more than students, she's like my friend. Um but, uh, how do I explain this? How do I start this? Like, actually, let me preface this by saying it like this. Like, I realized by reading this article and talking to her and thinking back on my own experiences, I think, like, actually a lot, or not a lot, like many, let me say that, many foreign guys coming into Japan are also gaijin hunters. And by, uh, yeah, gaijin hunters being people who openly hunt foreign people because they're foreign. And I think I was to some a certain extent when I came to Japan as well. But what I mean by that is like, um, seeing when I came to Japan, you know, I met my wife, I fell in love with my wife, but I don't think immediately I saw my wife as an individual person. I saw her as a Japanese, my, my Japanese boo or, or my Japanese, you know, not like my geisha girl or, you know, I had like yellow fever or anything like that, but I saw her, you know, I cared about her, but I did see her as a Japanese person first, you know? And so my preconceived notions of what a Japanese woman would be or is like kind of dominated, I think the first, um, 
maybe six months, maybe even a year of our relationship, maybe, you know, um, until things got deeper and then I kind of moved past that. So the concept, you know, and I remember like when I first came to Japan, I think Japanese women, you know, even some of the times when I was single or just hanging out and things like that, encountering these type of women had like a really, really negative image of them. But like now when I kind of think about it, I don't know what's, you know, I don't know what's what, because, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of guys who, foreign guys who are in Japan who encounter these type of, like, let's just call them gaijin hunters, um, have a real negative image about them. But if you think about it, there's also a percentage of guys who do the same thing to Japanese women. They're, they're Japanese hunters, you know. So I, I don't think either one is right. But, you know, I don't, I... God, let me see this. Gaijin hunter type girls are annoying to me. I'll say that. They are very annoying. And I say that's more of, of a thing. They're more annoying than anything. So, um, and, and, and knowing some of the issues that can come out of relationships with them from, you know, hearing from other people, uh, I kind of feel sorry for them, if you will. Um, uh, hmm. hmm. But anyway, um, so defining a gaijin hunter, I would say, is a person, or it's particularly a woman, generally going to be a woman, um, who pretty much uh, pursues Western, particularly Western people, simply because they're Western, because they're not Japanese, you know. Um, and by Western, I would mostly put it as white guys, like... There aren't as many, uh, you've kind of heard me talk about different people having different niches and, and quote unquote groupies here in Japan. Um, and I would say being a black guy, I got to phrase this correctly. The, there aren't as many gaijin hunter girls who openly go after black guys as there are who go after white guys, I think. Like, I think the the girls who are attracted to black guys in Japan, um, not like, you know, oh, we're so much cooler or whatever, but, you know, are generally like, you know, music style, fashion, um, you know, just, just, just generally, you know, black culture, I would say, or just, you know, find the appeal to that more so than... I want to have like a baby that has green eyes and, you know, is really tall and, <laughs> you know, and I've, I've heard like that type of thing, like gaijin hunter girls who are actually going after these white guys, these white guys who, who go after white guys are generally more tend. I, I would say the way I, I, I phrase it, I think about it is they're doing it for their sperm. Basically, eventually they kind of want to have the fantasy of either living life in another country, escaping Japan because they're unhappy, unsatisfied with their life here in Japan, or the fantasy of having like a, a mixed race bilingual, ha a bilingual, sorry, biracial half uh, child and, you know, how cool or how attractive that would be. The person in and of themselves is, you know, or, or you know, how like as kind of like a handbag kind of thing, like look at my foreign boyfriend kind of thing is also another another way. But um, 
in actuality, this is really like a short-sighted fantasy, in my opinion. Um, very short-sighted, very short-term. And there, I've seen and heard of um, a lot of really fucked-up problems that come with this. Like, um, for dudes who are unlucky enough to um, date some of these women and, and marry them, like some of the child abduction for example situations in japan you know if you if you know if you know you if you're um basically i won't get too deep into it but basically if you're married to a japanese person and you have a japanese baby that baby is considered japan japanese and um if you move to your country for example at any time that woman can just grab the child come back to japan and the um i forgot the name of the law but the um like uh, child abduction laws international child abduction laws don't apply to japanese nationals so pretty much like as a foreign person you don't have any enforceable rights to visitation to your child at all if your wife ex-wife whatever wants to completely cut you off from that child she can do it at any point in time she wants to and there's nothing you can do about it at this point in time um you know so I've, I mean, I've, I've heard several cases. I, I won't get into some of the cases I've heard or seen. Um, some good, some, some, how do I say this? How do I say this? Mm. I'll just leave it there because, um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of like a tr slippery slope. But anyway, um, let's get into the article. Let me zoom in on this shit. So, um, you know, um, this article, this post by this dude, Ken, Tom Larson, really thoughtful, uh, our post, um, um, I, I would say I have to agree with some of the, a lot of the things this, this guy said, some of the tips he gave, he gave one is to avoid places like the hub in Japan. The hub is a, like a British style pub, um, where yeah, definitely, um, lots of, uh, foreign people go or Japanese people who are interested in foreign people go it can depending on where you go it can be a very uh popular pickup spot the one in Shibuya I would just would not go there I would like me personally I would not go there at all this at this point in my life um Abyss would probably be into the Tokyo area would probably be a better one to go to if you're in your at least uh late 20s um uh, some in Yokohama, things like that. But, but then again, you, you just wouldn't, I w don't really go there that much. Some, if you want to just hang out with some foreign people, I, 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 you, you chose to be up here, dog. You're up here for the long haul. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, uh, some, some people, you know, if you're going to go out and hang out with your, with your friends, it's a great place to go. But for meeting someone, I would avoid it again. That's just kind of, um, a thing like it, it just the type of women you're going to meet there um is not going to be conducive conducive to someone who likes you for you is what i would say and a lot of things about these um types of women especially again i'm sorry i'm singling out women because i find this is much more common in women is that um they can spot someone who's new to japan so a lot of times like i've seen it happen it's happened to me where the, the the new I'm new in Japan eyes like girls and women they can spot those kind of guys and they'll swarm you you you'll think oh I'm the fucking man I'm doing it big but actually it's just a girl who knows like you're fucking fresh meat and sometimes we'll, I, 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 okay god damn it okay 
my dog is fucking up this podcast. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. Let me stop it again and take this dog downstairs. Hold on, I'll be right back. My co-host doggy is completely ruined in this fucking podcast, this fucking episode. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about this, you guys, but you we got you got to work with me this time. Um, like I was saying, like you know, a lot of times they can spot you a mile away. So like, if you you might think if you're in a situation, especially if you're new to Japan and you go out, like you go to a bar, you go to you know, maybe even an izakaya, and you see someone who's like really, really into you suddenly, and they're just like, whoa, you're so cool, oh my gosh, uh, whatever, and, and generally speaking to you in English, um, you might be, you're probably talking to a gadget hunter, you know, she doesn't really like you for you, she just wants, and and, and I'm, I, t- I tend not to be so condescending about like, oh, she's trying to use me for my English, God, fuck that shit, like, I, I personally, I think it might be also um, the ego of an English teacher, I gotta be completely honest with you, that, you know, when I came to Japan, I did it as well, me coming to Japan as an English teacher, I place kind of a value on my English ability, you know, I put a price tag on it, a mental price tag on it. And I think um, seeing some meeting someone who might be trying to meet you or um, get close to you for that ability kind of feels like someone's trying to steal from you a little bit. And, you know, uh, fuck that. She's trying to get free English from me kind of kind of thing is something that you might feel a bit de- defensive about. Um, I did at first, I'm not saying get over it. I'm not saying like, you know, just ignore it because I I don't like it. And, you know, now that I have Japanese ability, you know, um, it's just something like I don't have to deal with basically, because if you don't speak Japanese, then you are at a distinct disadvantage with these type of people, because the only language you can deal with them is in English, right? Um, which is another tip from this guy, you know, uh, speaking Japanese, learn Japanese, like, and you're going to have to go through these bumps, like where like you get before you, even if, even if you think your Japanese is good, it probably isn't good enough. Right. And so, um, people dealing with people, not only gadget hunter type girls, but dealing with people who want to learn English and you wanting to learn Japanese, speak, practice Japanese, it can be a bit brutal, you know, especially in the beginning, in the middle parts of it, because, um, it can, it can feel like, you know, come on guys. I mean, here in your country, I'm trying to learn your language and you're not fucking helping me. I'm a bit more accommodative to it now, maybe even more now, more so now, because, you know, I can speak Japanese a bit and, um, I think about it like, you know, imagine like I, I can speak Japanese and I'm in, living in America and I meet a Japanese person. It's like, ooh, I have the opportunity to speak Japanese. Great. I'm really gung ho about it. Not everyone's going to do it for all the right reasons, but I kind of tend to think of myself as a representative of foreign people. So I have to take everything that comes with it, which means, you know, if someone's really trying to speak English, all right, knock yourself out, whichever, whichever way you want to do it. We can speak in Japanese. We can speak in English. I don't really have, you know, I'm either way is fine with me. So, um, getting yourself to that point takes quite a bit of work, especially if you're new in Japan. So, um, that's just going to be something you're going to have to deal with until, you know, you're at the point where you can communicate on that level, which means Japanese classes. You know, my advice, if you're living, especially if you're living in Japan, one-on-one Japanese classes with a Japanese teacher in all Japanese after you've gone through 
uh, textbooks like Genki 1 and Genki 2 on your own, where you can, you know, you can uh, read Hiragana and Katakana on your own. You've got some a basic amount of vocabulary and grammar, very bare minimums, so that you can actually go into a class, you know, make some basic sentences, understand some basic vocabulary, and kind of go in with the ball rolling instead of like having a teacher who's just like teaching you the alphabet, basically. You know, um, it, it can be a bit of a grinding kind of thing. So, especially if you want to get some ass. <laughs> If you want to get some ass, you know, get some Japanese skill and then you won't have to deal with these type of chicks because also more than likely they've probably been ran through by quite a few people. <laughs> so <laughs> just letting you know, you know, um, you're not the first new guy in Japan who gave her some dick. I'm just telling you. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. All right. Um Always ask her about her ex-boyfriends or try to find out about them. This one, uh, I don't really 100% agree with. You kind of have to judge the person based on their merit, you know. Um, like, you know, I don't, you know, like, I, my wife, she's dated some some foreign people in the past. And, you know, I don't consider her a gaijin hunter, for example, before me. Um, you know, some of her friends did as well. I don't consider them guys and hunters. I think it's more of like, instead of dating people in the past, I think it's more about, um, how you see foreign people. You know, it's not like a one, two, three kind of the A plus B equals C kind of thing. Uh, I think it is more of like, does that person see you, you know, as an individual or do they see you as this foreign thing? You know, um, it's very easy to tell. It's very, very easy to tell, you know, um, just the way that people treat you, the way people talk to you. If someone kind of basically uh, for me, I think about it. If, if a woman makes assumptions about me, you know, if she's like, oh, I know, I, I know this, I know that she's probably a gadget hunter, you know, because she she has a preconceived notion about who you are, what you are, because through repetition, she's kind of gone through the patterns of several different guys. So she's kind of like, oh, yeah, you fit in this box of who I who what I expect you to be. And so which means you can give me what I want. And so um, I wouldn't necessarily put past boyfriends. But if she's checking several of the boxes, you know, um, for me, a better question would be asking her how she learned English is a better example. Right. So um, but but not just like how did you learn English? So, so like for me, how I do it is like, oh, you wow, your English is really good. Did you study abroad? If she's like, no, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, so, um, you know, did you go to international school? Oh, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, because generally if you didn't study abroad, you didn't go to international school, didn't go to language school, you know, and you just kind of studied on your own, but you're like, no, a bunch of, if, listen, you got to listen to the way she talks. Like if she knows a bunch of slang or, you know, uses like, um, really casual colloquial kind of things that you would only pick up from talking to native speakers probably means she picked it up from dating foreign people, which means she's a gadget hunter, which means she's been fucked by a lot of foreign guys. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Right. Um, so yeah, and so much ex-boyfriends, uh, those are the questions I would ask to kind of gauge, you know, uh, someone's past or whatever. So, um, yeah. Uh, don't worry, my wife passed that test. <laughs> All right. Um, mutuals, Japanese friends, avoid. This was a little bit confusing. Avoid them who. I'm going to skip that one. Um, 
pay attention to their social media. I kind of can't really speak on this one because, you know, I came to Japan the age, before the age of social media. So, you know, um, I, I listened to some of my younger coworkers talk about meeting Japanese uh, girls on Tinder and on whatever the fuck app they're using, you know, and I couldn't understand that shit. I was just like, fuck, I'm happy I'm married. Like, <laughs> that's some fucking millennial ass shit for me. I'm sorry. I'm out of it. So I, I can't help you with there. Um, the universities they attend, um, I, I, again, I, I can't really speak on it. I tried to ask my wife about it and she was like, ah, fuck, I don't know. I'm not really interested in that shit. So, you know, I don't know. Um, Unless it's no brainer if she goes about Western looking, she if she goes on about Westerners looking cool, and more importantly, if she says she's half mixed, uh, or says half kids are so cute and she wants them, avoid her like the plague. Yeah, I would say um, a girl saying that she wants to have half Japanese kids is kind of, especially early on in the relationship, is a big red flag to me. Like, if you're in a serious relationship and you start talking about your kids and stuff like that, um, then that's fine. And for me, like, a lot of these, like, gaijin hunter kind of girls, like, they're really transparent. Like, you you know, they don't really have any game. So you can, like, if you go on a few dates, you can actually, like, I told you about the, um, the girl with the fucking card fucking necklace <laughs> like you know you can really um you can you know you can see him coming a mile away if you have a significant amount of game a decent amount of game yourself you know um you know you've had relationships with women in the past then you should be able to see some of this shit coming um, my advice would be like you know ask him about kids like, you know, just set them up like, oh, look at that kid. Oh, that kid looks cute. Don't they look half Japanese? Or what do you think about half Japanese kids? And just let them go, you know, and just don't just shut the, shut the fuck up. And if you see their eyes change in the whole fucking day, you'll you'll see it. You can you can know like this, this fantasy Disneyland kind of image kind of pops up in their head. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, if. My advice, if, if you're if you're with a girl and you think she might, you know, you're new to Japan, you think she might be checking some of these boxes, man, get break up with her ass. Like, I'm sorry. I would say break up with her. Um, even though I don't care how much you think she's cool, how much you think she likes you, break up with her immediately because you're just saving yourself pain down the road. Um, generally, especially also another thing, these type of girls, like Jap another thing to think about when, when dating Japanese women Generally speaking, Japanese women look younger and cuter than uh, they are. So just like I said, like younger girls, you have to subtract uh, five to seven years from their age. When they get like about, let's say, 30, in Western terms, you have to add five to seven years to their age. <clears throat> you know, so... Mm. I'll say even... Fuck that. I'll say five to ten years let me go that i'll say i'll say five to ten years to their age you generally you're gonna have to a woman over who's 30 especially if you're new to japan and you meet someone who's really cute really attractive add you know if she's in her if she looks like if you don't know her age and she looks like she's in her uh late 20s or whatever oh if she looks like she's 30 and you don't know much about japan add 10 years to her age and that's probably 
how old she is, right? Like Japanese women tend to really keep them, especially single women, tend to keep themselves together uh, in, in their 30s really, really well. So I've seen, you know, that's like for me, the number one, oh shit, she got your ass. If I see like a younger dude with an older woman, and I've seen, don't worry, I'm thinking of one particular coworker. It's not always the case. Like he, his girlfriend, you know, hopefully fiance at this point, they, they moved away from Japan. They fell in love, you know, and he met her, he fell in love with her and they seem really, really happy together. So I'm not like covering, making a blanket statement, but I also have seen a lot more cases where a young dude is swooped up by a guy, older guy, hunter chick, who's like, you know, you know, in her thirties, early mid thirties, who she she can feel the the music starting to play, the end of 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 the dance is coming, and she's looking to swoop up someone really quickly. You know, marry him, and and those some of those situations, I know the dude is fucking miserable because, um, you know, like the the claws come out later on after after they're married. So, um, I've heard some stories, I've seen some shit where from people where. They, you know, especially once, you know, because I've, I've told these guys like that type of situation, like if you are a younger guy dating an older girl, especially she's like in her late 20s, early 30s, she might seem cool dating and everything now, but she's going to want to get married very soon and she's going to want to have a kid very soon. And, you know, even in, in, in those type of relationships, foresight, the goal is the kid, the goal is the marriage. So even if she says like everything is cool and you're in the concept of a marriage in the West is very different than it is in Japan. So like you might think like, yeah, 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 we'll get married and we'll work it out, whatever. In Japan, that shit don't work like that. So after marrying her, after having a kid, you are at such a distinct disadvantage, especially if you're not familiar with Japan, you're not familiar with the language, you're not set in your career. You know, let's say you're, you're an English teacher, you're doing ALT or something like that. It's going to be rough for you, bruh, bruh. <laughs> it's going to be real rough for you. I'm just telling you. So, um, mm, no matter how much you might find someone and you think that you're, I mean, you might even be in love with that person. Now, especially as a young dude coming to Japan, there's more fish in the sea. Like, especially if you're a decent looking person with, a, who's not a fucking weirdo with, you know, a reasonable amount of game with like women you'll be fine. And especially I was telling my friend, one of my friends who's been here for a while, who's just, you know, for his career, really starting to get into Japanese study and things like that. I was telling him, dude, hit it hard because hit the Japanese hard because that opens up an infinitely larger pool of women and an infinitely larger, better quality pool of women. I mean, I got, I got really lucky because I met my wife and, you know, she's really great and we have so much in common, you know, it was destiny, destiny <laughs> for us to meet each other you know and fall in love together but you know i tell people that they're like it's like a fucking movie you know but it is but but the vast majority of people is not like that um and there are especially here plenty more fish in the sea especially if you have especially if you're in your 20s and you know early mid 20s you plan to be here for a little while and you and you you know you you are decent looking spend like a year it might sound like a long time but spend if you want to get some ass i'm just telling you what to do i'm just telling you what to do if you want to get some good quality ass <laughs> i'm just telling you what to do right like there's a formula to this spend about a year 
hitting your Japanese really hard every day, studying an hour a day, you know, going to Japanese class, one-on-one, all Japanese class, no bullshit, doing Japanese language exchanges, do that language exchanges, 50-50 language exchange. I speak 30 minutes Japanese, you speak 30 minutes English. After you have a decent level of Japanese communication, you know, um, like even language exchanges, I only did one or two and they weren't for me, but you know, I've it's hit or miss with that. Mainly Japanese class, you're gonna have to come out of pocket, you're gonna have to pay for it. Um, maybe try and take the Japanese language test, like uh, you do that for a year, and then if you hit when you hit the dating pool, you'll be in such stronger such stronger more stronger um ground and you can get much better quality poontang <laughs> sorry if women listen to some <laughs> okay i was about to get really really raunchy i'm sorry but you can you can date <laughs> my apologies if i offended any women listening my apologies for that um but you can get much you can meet and deal with much higher quality women is what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get two locker room talking this, but, but I'm, I'm going to just cut myself off right there. You know, I'm trying to be a little bit more professional, a little bit more conservative, not just talk all types of crazy on here. So, um, but, but no, it's really true. Like for guys, that's my, um, advice. The advice I give guys, you know, young guys coming here, um, the advice, like I've seen it happen. I've seen it go down, you know, um, I see it continue to happen um, and people who don't take that type of advice, the circles that they run around in and just save yourself that fucking bullshit and heartache because there are so many really, really nice, really, really well-mannered, um, really, really intelligent women who can show you Japan, who can put you on, you know, who can put you on to stuff here and really like, you know, guide you through like a lot of the experiences and things in Japan. You might end up falling in love and doing you know changing your whole life and shit like that so so just think about that and do that type of shit all right my dog is fucking fucking it up <laughs> for everybody so um let me get out of here all right but yo hopefully you enjoyed this episode again um um, um this is gonna count as this week's episode even though it's later on in the week so I'm, this weekend early next week i'm gonna record another one um Rod, if you have anything else, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back through your um last few emails and and um look at a few more articles. But I definitely want to get that information out to whoever is relevant to wink wink. You know who I'm talking about. Um and um yeah, hopefully it's helpful. Let me know if if you or anyone else questions for Akil at gmail dot com uh at Japan according to Akil on IG um YouTube me leave me a comment. Please, yeah, that's another thing. Um, don't forget to watch this shit on YouTube as well. Um, you know, I think uh, it's a. Diff- I watch it. I watch these videos sometimes. It is a different experience if you listen on on the podcast versus watching on YouTube. You know, if you got the time, you know, give send your boy a couple likes on YouTube as well and a comment or two on YouTube as well. Um, it'll help me out, please, in these streets. So, alright, y'all. Until next time, I'ma holler at you later. Peace.